how many guys grew up with this is, is um, see, everything has to be, every scripture in the Bible has to be interpreted through the word of God. And what is the word of God? Jesus Christ. It is the message of God about man, right? And I've told you all that. You know, the woman caught in adultery, the guys who knew the Bible left and right who could quote it, go, hey, the scripture says we should kill this woman, which is you and I. We're always the woman or the bride, right? So scripture should, we should kill this woman, but Jesus, who is the word of God made flesh, what do you say? And what did he do? Hey, who's without sin? Let him cast the first. Basically, what he's saying is, if, if, if any of you are without sin, you can use the law against this girl. The stone. Let them cast the first stone. Who is the only one that could cast the first stone? Jesus Christ. Who's the one who never would cast the stone? Jesus Christ. So, what he was saying, he's like, listen, so we were taught this, like, we have to produce. We, and even our faith, that's what I wanted to talk about tonight, where uh, we were taught this strangeness, in, in my opinion, where God's not going to move unless your faith is, is somehow... Like, we can generate faith. Does that make sense to you guys? And yet, if you go look at almost all the scholars today, I know all the word of faith still arguing about it. Um, Charismatics are all arguing about it. But it, where, every time where it says, in Christ, or the faith in Christ, or in Jesus, almost every time, if you go look at it, it should really be of him, of his faithfulness, of his faith. It should be something to us. And see, I really take that scripture literally, where Jesus says, listen, without me, you can do how many things? How many guys know when Jesus says nothing, it means nothing? So how many guys can build your faith? Nothing. You cannot. And if you go look at it, it says, listen, I'm the vine, you're the branch. So I've been talking to a lot of people about this over the last couple of weeks. They go, what is a, what is, my wife grew up on a winery. And so the branches, what do they do? They receive all their life, all their nourishment from the vine, Right? And all they do is hang out and get a suntan and produce fruit effortlessly. He goes, that's it. That's our job. is to stay connected. And he goes, if you abide in me and I abide in you, what does that mean? It's what Colossians is talking about. This mystery that was hidden from the earth, from the ages, etc., is now revealed to you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You've been unified and married to Jesus Christ again. Does that make sense to you guys? So now he's the vine, we're the branch, we just hang out. And if you go look at Galatians, it says, listen, if you try to produce your faith, you know what's going to happen? Anger, murder, strife, etc. The works of the flesh are obvious. And so Les and I were talking, Barb and I were, were talking this morning, I go, have you ever met a joyful, charismatic, or word of faith guy? He's like, no. I go, me either. Because they're all trying to produce something, and, and that we're just kind of, you know, you got to take authority. And what was Les's response? I'm so tired of authority. I go, amen. I go, we have this supernatural authority, this mystery that we have, but I'm not trying to produce it. I'm just trusting his faithfulness to flow through me as the vine. And I just go, Jesus, this is who I am. I'm one with you. There's nothing to produce. In fact, if I try to produce it, I'm going to get mad and judgmental. So I just hang out and get a suntan and go produce some fruit through my life, Lord. Thank you that that's how simple it is. Does that make sense to you guys? So I want to share this with you because I, how many guys were taught the faith of Abraham? Was that Arnold? Oh, I heard your voice. Where are you? Oh, there you are, bro. Yeah, yeah, right on. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, see, here's where we get mixed up. So I want to read a couple things for you. So all you guys that don't have your Bible, that's fine. Just play it long. So Luke 24, 25. See, Jesus made this clear. How many guys, what, what's your Bible consisted of? There's, a, there's two parts. Beginning and the end. And, but what, there's an old covenant and a new covenant, right? 
Does that make sense? There's an old one and a new one. Now you go ask 99% of the Christians, I go, what's the difference? It'll be crickets. Well, what do you mean? Well, he was instructing Timothy. He said, Timothy, you gotta have the whole counsel of God. You gotta rightly divide the word of truth. There's a division. And this old covenant that's under legalism produces death. Under this new one, under grace, it produces life. And if you don't understand that, so Jesus tells us how to interpret him, how to interpret the word of God. So I'm just gonna give you a couple examples. And I think when I, when I share this about Abraham, you're gonna get it, that even faith is a gift to you. See, here's what I believe now. It says faith is a fruit of the spirit in Galatians. It says, listen, if you're trying to produce it versus just hang out like a branch and let him produce it in me and just let his faithfulness flow through me, it's gonna bring death. It's gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna start, why is this not working? You're gonna start getting introspective again. And so I, see, even, here, here's what I wanna get you guys. And Les and I were talking about this a lot today. I was like, I want you guys to be heaven and earth how it was originally designed, meaning that I want you to be supernaturally natural. I want you to operate in the power of God but still be a normal human being because he wants both. Does that make sense? And I've shared that. I go, listen, I'm all for you being drunk in the spirit and all these other things, but if you walk into a business meeting and act like a fool, I just think you're missing it. He, see, Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead in a body is what it says. He was given the spirit without measure and when people fell down, you know what he did to them? Get up. Get up. And then the Christians are going, you know what? I cast my crown down. You know what he's saying to you? I didn't die for you to cast it down. Put the shoes on, put the ring back on, put your crown on, put your robe on. You're a joint heir with me. You're married to the king. Amen? It's this false humility that we have. I go, no, you are the coolest heaven and earth. That's God's, this was his design. This is the hope of glory where I'm going to be unified with you and I'm going to dwell in your body, this supernatural mystery. So when we pray for the sick, when we do all these things, I didn't pray and fast or generate anything because I can't, is what he said. I believe actually what he says. If you abide in me and I abide in you, meaning if you're in perfect marriage covenant with me that I'll never break, you just, when you keep there, you just understand that mystery that you're one with me. You're just the branch hanging out. I'll produce the fruit through you. You just pray for people and trust his faithfulness to work. Amen? So you've got this mega million watt thing in you called the anointing of the Holy Spirit that when we pray, I, and I was telling Les, I go, this is what I do now, because I used to think it was me praying and fasting and working up, and what if I forgot that day, right? And all of a sudden, somebody needs prayer, oh crap, let me go pray and fast real quick. What a, what a wimpy gospel. I just know, that I remind myself, like, wait a minute, you know what, Lord? I'm the branch, you're the vine. I, when I pray, I believe your faithfulness, everything you died for is shooting out of me to like that person in this supernatural thing. And then it even surprises us. Like I told you, we pray for people like, really, you got healed? That's cool, I didn't feel anything. Does that make sense to you guys? And here's the amazing thing. All of you have rivers of living water flowing out of you. It's him, it's his spirit, his anointing, just supernaturally being natural flowing out of you. Heaven and earth have been joined again into one thing called a human being. You guys get it? And that's what it says. Don't you know you're the new temple? Don't you know the new heavens and new earth have already been created? It's you. You get up and start walking. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Is, uh, anyway, so let me just share how to interpret the Bible. My wife's like, come on. So, all right. Luke 24, 25. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people. I hope he never calls me foolish. So Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Well, actually, you know what's going on here. So um, on the road to Emmaus, right, the, the guys are bummed. They're walking to Jerusalem and Jesus just comes and shows up and they're bummed and he's like what are you guys so downcast for 
and they go, haven't you heard this Jesus guy? We thought he was the Messiah. He actually just died. And so Jesus is doing this now. So he's, he's bringing context. You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in Scripture. Wasn't it pre- clearly predicted that the Messiah, he's talking about himself, would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the Scripture, what was all the Scripture written at that time? Old Covenant, right? The Law, the Psalms, and the Prophets. That's the only Scripture that was written. It says, don't you know that the writings of Moses and all the prophets explaining all the Scriptures are things concerning himself? So Jesus was going, all those laws, psalms, and prophets was written about me. That's why I get really nervous when, when guys start teaching lessons out of the Old Covenant. I go, it's going to end somewhere where you don't want because that was not you. That was a picture about Jesus that fulfilled all of that for us on our behalf. And now every promise is yes and amen. Thank you, Father, because I want to wear mixed clothing and I want to walk more than whatever on a Saturday. Right? Anyway, and I kind of like lobster and stuff. So... Luke, and then you go further down in Luke 24, 44. And now, now the, the, so the, the, the dudes on the road to Emmaus, they're fired up. They run to Jerusalem and they go meet the disciples in the upper room, right? And so you get to there and he's, so the disciples go, no, no, we just saw the Messiah. He's, he's alive. And then Jesus shows up and they go, oh my God, he's a ghost. So were these guys in faith at all? No, not even close. So here's Jesus says to them. Then he says to them, these are the words, this message that I spoke with you while I was still with you that all the things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me, as Jesus is talking about himself. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. You guys get it? So the law of the Psalms and the prophets, all those Old Testaments, Hebrews 10 says, these are types and shadows of good things to come. And then if you just keep reading in context and don't separate the verses, Hebrews 11 says, but now the title deed has come. Faith, this substance has come. And I see people just butcher that thing, man. It's a tangible substance. I go, God, you're missing this whole thing. These were something that the, all the Jews had to look forward to. He goes, all those Old Testament things are, are this good thing to come. But now it's come is what they're trying to say. Jesus is the actual title deed that you have. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? All right, so, uh, and we talk about this all the time. When, when the Jew, when he quote unquote sinned, what did he have to bring to be perfectly righteous and blessed forever? A lamb. And we always talk about this. Man, it seemed like the old covenant was easier than the new covenant. Because now I got this burden of having enough of faith. And I hate, I hate, hate, hate. Faith is the currency of the new covenant. Well, what if you don't have enough? I thought the veil was wide open and we just boldly go in. No, no, no. Only if you have enough, then it'll work. See, you got to read this in context of a relationship again. He, he says, I didn't give you a spirit of judgment and fear and all this stuff. I gave you a spirit of what? Abba, Father. You guys know what that literally means? Daddy. So, put this in context again. I'm going to talk to my kids, my little guy, Bear, Samuel. He's 12, right? Awesome. I'm his daddy, right? Wouldn't it be weird to me that I, if he goes, Dad, I'm hungry, can, I, can we go through a drive through which will happen right after this? Right? <laughs> Always. And so uh, he'll go, Daddy, can we go through a drive through I'm hungry. There's, bears no, he likes food. He just loves it. So no fasting with this guy. Anyway, wouldn't it be weird if I go, Bear, this is how I am. If you have enough faith, I'm going to search to and fro, looking for somebody that's got enough. And as soon as I realize you'll have enough, 
then we'll go. He'll look at me like, where'd that come from? Yet that's how we teach faith, don't we? What a bizarre thing. Now again, husbands and wives. He, he, he goes, I've given you another relationship which you can understand. You are the bride of Christ, married to me, a joint heir in me. Amen? If I said the same thing. See, faith is supposed to be, I'm persuaded of his faithfulness. I trust him. But we can never trust him if we think he concerns about our level. That's weird. And I would never do that. And that's why I don't like how most of it's taught ever. So I want to share some things with you. Because I believe if you read scripture right, is even his faith, who is the faithful one? Romans 5 says, listen, by the, by the death, by the fall of, of, of one Adam, you all, you're, it, that's so powerful that all of you fell with him. Right? Christianity's made it this way. And it, and it clearly says this. But if the last Adam, by one man's perfect obedience, he's made all of you complete and perfect forever. I mean, as you know, again, where, if you go look up that word all in Greek, you know, how, you know what it says? All. Well, no, it can't be, because they didn't say the sinner's prayer. No, it says all. And then they're going to accuse me of being a universalist, but I don't really care, to be honest with you. Because I'm reading scripture, I go, I believe this. Now, do I believe everybody's quote-unquote saved? No, because they're, they're living in this hell yet that they still think God's mad at them, and nobody's told them that God reconciled the world to himself. So they're not enjoying all these things. But how many of you guys know when, when John the Baptist looked at Jesus and he was coming to the River Jordan when he said, behold, that's the lamb that the old covenant was a type and shadow of. That lamb takes away the sin of the world. So how much sin is left in the world? None. And you can go look at that again. It's like, you know, when the, when the Ark of the Covenant stepped into the River Jordan with the high priest, it says sin was backed up to a city called the first man, Adam. That's the type and shadow. So Jesus comes in, gets in the river Jordan, goes, man, I'm gonna, all sin's going to be backed up as if it never happened the minute I come out of this water. Isn't that cool? So what's our message to them? You can trust him. When you were dead in sin, it says, when you were dead in sin, not deserving of anything, I died for you. How much more, now that you're righteous, that you're back in the family, should you expect just amazing things to prosper in your life? That's the whole argument. That's the old one and the new one. Amen? So I want to share a couple things with you. So my whole point is this, is we don't have to generate anything. We don't have to generate faith. We're supposed to be the brine, getting the suntan. Cat just came back from Maui. How was that? How's it, sister cat? Brada. Right? I love it. <clears throat> What's that? Yeah, God. Maui's just awesome to me. Anyway, I love it. If you've, if you've never gone, you got to go. It's like you, you don't die without going. So, and how many of you guys know if you want to go? He goes, I'll give you the desire of your heart. Hallelujah. It's so simple, isn't it? That's why religious guys hate it, because like, no, I'm better than you, because I did this. So, I want to share something with you. So we, so, we see the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are what? Written about Jesus. That's what he said. All these are types and shadows, meaning, um, well, here, here, here's, uh, oh, hey, Dave Robbins, how's your son, bro? Better? A little bit? Okay. He, he's a realtor. So it would be like this. Is let's say he's sending me pictures of real estate that I might look at. That's like a type and shadow of this house that I may buy. Does that make sense? But then when, I, when he takes me into the real house and we actually buy it, now I have the title deed. Before I just had something to look forward to. Man, I look forward to these pictures. Look at this. Is, I love mudrooms. So she knows. I go, God, you've got to buy a house with a mudroom. It's like, because then you can just make a mess. I grew up in, in a farm in Iowa, you know, like farm kid. We didn't have a mudroom, so my wife made, my, my wife, my mom made me take my, all my clothes down to my skivvies 
and leave them outside. I go, no, you got to have a mudroom, man. Just take your junk in here. Anyway, so, but I could be look forward to this. Like, sweetie, it's got a mudroom, isn't that? I was like, I don't care what it is, it's got to have a mudroom. <laughs> I don't care. I can live in a tent, just make sure it has a mudroom. <clears throat> so, but I could be thinking about this dream. God, I can't wait till my mudroom, right? But then when we actually buy it, when we actually own it, when we actually have the title deed, how many guys know I don't need to look at the thing anymore? I'm actually enjoying the real thing. That's what he's trying to show you. Does that make sense? And so his, so all of those, so let's read this. Esther, you guys have all know the story of Esther. Was Esther a, a Gentile? No. Was the king? It's just types and shadows. That's what I'm trying to get out to you guys. So here's what Esther 5, 3 says. And the king said to her, how many of you guys have seen VeggieTales? VeggieTales is awesome. It really is awesome. You'll actually learn something if you watch VeggieTales because they bring it down to not religious stuff, right? And go, that makes sense. It's, it just makes total sense to me. So here's Esther. What is she, a parsley or something? What's she in that? Celery, what is she? I don't remember. She, I just remember, remember hair and stuff. Whatever, she's a vegetable. But anyway, so here, the king said to her, what was the king? Was he a pickle? Yeah, wasn't he a pickle? The big king was, yeah, with no arms. It was just classic. So the pickle said to the celery or whatever she was, the king said to her, what do you wish, Queen Esther? Now, who's the king? Who's the king? Yeah, if these are all types and shadows, who's the king? Jesus, Father, right? They're, they're one. It's God's the king, right? And who's the queen? Who's he married to? The celery, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're the celery, amen? Or whatever it is, I might get it wrong. Somebody look it up. Like, what's Queen Esther in the... In the uh, so this is a type and shadow of God being married to us. Does that make sense? That's how you have to look at Scripture. So Esther 5, 3 says, And the king said to her, What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. That's only the type and shadow. That's not the real thing. What's the real thing today? We can ask for the whole thing. It says, Everything I have, not just half the kingdom, the entire kingdom is yours. That's why Jesus, before he ascends, he gives him that. He said, up until now, you've been, you haven't even called him dad. In fact, when I called him dad, you wanted to kill me. You wanted to stone me. Because that you, what you were saying is you're equal with him. I'm back in the family. And he said, but now every one of you can call him dad. And if you require anything, if you ask, need anything, ahitio, ask, and up to the entire kingdom is yours. That gives me trust. The very thing the Word of Faith guys are trying to get you to produce on your own. Fast more, pray more, get into the Word more. I go, I hate it. When do I get to eat and sleep? I can't produce it. But when I just share the gospel with you, like, listen, the whole kingdom's yours. If you require it, just know it's already yours. See, now, now that brings, now faith comes as a gift to me. Oh, yes, Lord, I didn't have to produce that. And even that from faith to faith, if you go look at it, we've made it this thing like, hey, you're at this level of faith, now go to the next level. How many of you guys heard that? Well, that just sucks again because I don't know what level I'm at. But it really, if you go look in the Greek, it says, apo, out of my faithfulness, out of the, the perfect faith of Jesus Christ that now you can partake in, that you own because you're a joint heir of everything I have, including my faith. Does that make sense? So now I can go, I trust him because even when I was dead in sin, he died for me. How much more now that I'm back as the bride, I'm Queen Esther, I'm the celery, I'm in good shape. If I... Re even if it was half the kingdom, wouldn't that be a good deal? Even the type and shadow is good, but how much more this new covenant? I can ask for the whole thing, and I know it's mine. <sighs> Ten reasons why prayer isn't answered. No, don't do that. Stop. It's just, I hate it. I hate it. Because that, that's the very thing that produces untrust. 
Does that make sense to you guys? The only way I believe that you can have the title deed is somebody preaches to you that you have the title deed. And I heard all this nonsense. Pray fast, get into the word until you get the title deed. No, it says now you have the title deed. Those were just things that you got to look forward for, but now faith is the title deed of all those things. Does that make sense? So one of those things was Esther, meaning that up to half the kingdom, if you derive anything from the king, if you need it, I'll give it to you. The good news is the whole king's yours. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's available right now is what Jesus said. You guys get it? Okay, all right. I'm gonna give you one more. <coughs> the, the faith of Abraham, because I believe this is just butchered, man. How many guys of your life, I've, I've been there. I've been trying to produce faith like Abraham. The law, the Psalms, and the prophets was written about who? Jesus. So what's Abraham a type of? Jesus. That'll help you out if you understand this. Does that make sense? All right, so Genesis 22 says this. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord. He's talking to Abraham. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Who didn't withhold his only son? God, this is all a picture of type and shadow of what's really gonna come. Because your only son was not withheld, and if you go look at that in context, it's so beautiful, Alan, I just saw you. you you've, I'm sure you've studied this out in the Hebrew. And, and where it literally says, he's gonna kill Isaac, right? And what, is, what, is, what does God say to him? Don't. The Lord himself will provide a lamb on this very hill. It's just a picture like, no, I'm not asking you to give up your son. And we were taught this nonsense. Would you give up your son to get Jesus? No, that's not even, it's a type and shadow, but there's only one guy who gave up his only begotten son to redeem us all. Is a picture of him. But anyway, I'm getting off track. So, because it even says the Lord himself will provide a, a, a sacrifice on this hill. And then Moses turns and what does he see? The lamb in the thicket, hallelujah. It's, it's just all a picture of Jesus. So here's what he said. By myself I have sworn. So who's involved in this? You and I are not. By myself I have sworn. He's God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is talking to who? Abraham. And he says, listen, by myself I'm cutting a covenant. By myself I'm sworn. You guys understand what I'm trying to say? And we, it, it makes it clear in the new covenant. He says, listen, because I couldn't, I couldn't cut a covenant with anybody bigger than me and God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one, but so I'm just the mediator of my own covenant. You're not in this deal. The Father and Jesus, I myself am cutting this covenant on whose behalf? Yours. That should be such good news that you're not in, you're not in the covenant. You partake of the covenant. You're not, yes, exactly right, Bree. I thank God all the time. Thank God I'm not in this stupid covenant deal. Hallelujah, man because now I'm in Christ and he's in me. If I ask for up to the higher, 100% of the kingdom, it's mine because of his effort. Thank you, Father, for marrying me, like King married Esther. So here's what he's saying. There's another type in shadow. I myself have sworn, you're not swearing anything, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you. So what's God's promise? Blessing, I will bless you. I swear I'm gonna bless you. That's what he says. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and the sandwich on the seashore. I already told you that. What were the stars of the heaven? The spiritual, you and I, man. And the, the, the seashore, the earthly things, is, is the, 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 the Jews by, by flesh. Blessing, I will bless you. I'm gonna bless both Jew and Gentile on this whole thing. And the sandwich on the seashore, your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Okay, then we go to Romans 5, is what we just talked about. So this is a type and shadow of who? 
Is it your job to produce the same faith as Abraham? No. By one man's obedience is what it says. The entire world is going to be blessed. So what's the reality? Our job is not to work up faith like Abraham, right? That's a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. I go, by one man's obedience, the entire world is going to be blessed. Abraham was a type and shadow of Jesus and the Father. We just get to participate. How many of you guys know that the, 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 the descendants of Abraham were blessed? Was it anything that they did? God clearly says, listen, I'm doing this not because you think it's you. Here's going to be the problem. You're going to go to Deuteronomy, and you're going to go into this promised land, and you're going to be blessed out of your gourd, and you're not going to understand it. And then you're going to start making weird things that I did this. My faith produced this. I did all this. He goes, not going to be any of that. I swore that I'm going to bless you and your descendants by one man's obedience. And because of my covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you're blessed. Nothing you did, including not generating faith. By one man, the entire world's going to be blessed. What is that a picture of? So who had perfect faith? One man. Guess, not, guess whose faith I get to participate in now? I'm blessed because of the dude. The one man. And we're running around trying to get the faith of Abraham. How many guys are just getting tired of trying to have the faith of Abraham? You're going to be a grumpy charismatic. No joy. See, it's joyful to me. Go, you mean that's not written about me? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I've been praying, fasting, spitting, tongues and God, this sucks. You mean by one man's faith, now when I pray, I even own his faith? It's a gift to me? Yes, it's a fruit. You're supposed to just hang out, hear what's already happened to you, and it'll produce in your life. Hallelujah, man. Does that make sense? And he goes, these signs shall follow you that believe. Listen, you're going to pray for people that are going to be healed. You're going to speak with new tongues. You're going to do all this stuff. But how many of you guys know we can't do it on our own? It's because we're in him. If you abide in me and I in you, you're going to bear fruit. How? Not by you. I'm explaining this whole deal to you. I'm the vine. I'm the fruit producer. You just hang out and stay in me. You guys get it? So the descendants of Abraham, even every nation is what it says. By one man's obedience and one man's faith, you're going to be blessed. That was clearly a picture of Jesus Christ. So by one man's faith, guess what I get to enjoy? His faith, his blessing, his everything. Hallelujah. And it's so refreshing to go, Lord, I suck at this faith deal. When I pray, if I need even half the kingdom, I know you're going to do it for me, and I'm just going to rest in that. Thank you, Father. See, he didn't give any weird requirements to Esther going, nope, you've got to take authority over this thing. She had his authority because she was married to him. She could even use his name, which he said the new covenant, we're married to Jesus. He goes, you can now start using, you can call him dad, and you can use my name. You can now be named Jesus Christ. You can take my name in marriage. Oh. See, that means more, so much more to me than going, Jesus' name. What the? That's not even what he's talking about. He's going, now you're surnamed me. You're in me. This is the mystery that's been hidden of ages. You guys getting this? Okay, lastly, I'll leave you with this. My wife's like, so. <clears throat> and here's what I wrote. I wrote, I wish you could see this because I had nice colors and everything for you. <laughs> Faith has been taught as a work. Hey, until you increase it, until you build it, until you do this, you know, you, we're like Abraham. We say those things which are not as if they are. And so I got people yelling that all the time. They don't believe anything. They don't trust God at all. They're trusting in their own faith and not producing jack. And then the guys over here are like, I just believe he likes me. And he's gonna, just going to bless me today. And they're like, pomegranates are falling off. You're like, 
And the religious guys get more, what is going on, Lord? I, I remember we did that. I go, when we got saved, life was bad. I go, it used to be so easy. I would hang out and go, man, I just, I, I believe God likes me and let's just go produce some fruit, sweetie. No, no, no. You got to pray in tongues and do this and do that. I'm like, no way, man. I get to pray in tongues just because it's, it's a sign of pointing to my glorified body. It, it doesn't do anything for me, but stir up what's already true about me. Does that make sense? If that's, what, that's what it really means. It's, 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 it's an edification of, God, Lord, you've conquered everything. And I can even pray in tongues I don't even know. Does that make sense to you guys? Because I think we take Romans 8 and we, we butcher it, in my opinion. It's because we go, listen, when you don't know what to say, and I've heard every word of faith preacher, every charismatic teaches this, this way, and I, I just don't, I think it's reduced to something so much lame. It's lame how they teach it, in my opinion. It's so much bigger and more vast than what we're taught. Romans 8, like, when you don't know anything, you're reduced to a wordless groan. Oh, God, help. Right? That's okay. Last night we were talking about that. He goes, I got to my life, and I was like, Lord, I'm so tired of taking authority and trying to produce fruit on my own, is what he's telling me. And I just went, God, help. And he goes, Austin, he showed up and started producing fruit. I'm like, yes. Yes. That's it. Because if you read it serious, it says, the Spirit himself will pray for us with words, this utterless groan that we can't know. See, that's praying in the Spirit fine. I just get more peace, rest, joy out of going, I'm going to bed. Because the Spirit himself prays 24-7. The Spirit himself was in the Word day and night. I can't do it. I can just go, Lord, you're the one who never sleeps. You even give to your beloved, which is me. I'm Esther. You're the king who loves me. You even give to me when I'm sleeping, not praying in tongues, because you're doing it for me. When we don't know what to pray, you know who's praying for you 24-7? God himself, the 24-7 inner. I'm, I don't need to go be the mediator and create, create a 24-7 prayer room. I already got one. I own it. It's in me. The Spirit himself prays 24-7. You guys get this? We're trying to do his job. No, go to bed. Enjoy your wife. No, sweetie, we're going to pray tonight. Ah. Ah. No, like do something fun. Right? He, he fasted so we can do what? We can feast. We can party, right? Anyway, you guys get this. So faith is not something you have to generate. He generated it, and now we partake of it. It's a gift. You guys get this? All right, so I'm going to leave you with this. Faith has been taught as work, but you need to build it, create it. If you need enough of it, and then if you have enough of it, if I've got enough dimes of faith in here, then that's the currency. Then he'll move. No, no, he moved before I was even born. He goes, listen, before the foundation of the world, I bought you back. Thank you, Father, that you were the coin. Anyway, so all you guys still trying to produce faith, I want to share something with you. 2 Peter 1.1. Simon Peter, a bondservant and the apostle of Jesus Christ. How many of you guys know that he's not a servant of Christ? Bondservant is the, like what he's talking about in Romans. He goes, Jesus Christ owns me now. You guys get it? If you're still trying to serve God out of your own labor, it's going to be bad. To those who have obtained like precious Was it all the good living and praying and fasting you did? No, most of these guys were a mess. Peter, James, they're talking to the Jews. They're these guys who are saved now and they want to go back to Judaism. He goes, no, no, no. You guys are already saints. You're already fully, every, every spiritual blessing has been given to you. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith. If you go look at it in the Greek, it says, aorist, active, tense. When did you and I attain it? 
2,000 years ago when he said it was finished. I've gotten rid of that old, worthless, anemic, you trying to build your own faith, and I've given you mine as a gift. You've already obtained it. You already have the title deed of my faith. You've obtained it. How do we obtain it? With us, by the righteousness of our God, what's that called again when it's from the source? It's, uh, she conjugates verbs and all this well. I, I, like you're talking to me about dangling participles. Like, I don't even know what that is. I got an A in English, but I don't even know what that is. What's it? Anyway. <laughs> whether it's, this is, this is the whole faith argument, whether it's in something or of something. Does that make sense? You know what I'm talking about? Like it's, it's like objective, is that what it is? Versus subjective? I don't know. You guys that are good at the Bible, you can do this. To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God, so we obtained like precious faith by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. How did we obtain it? Because we own it now. I'm a joint heir. I own his faith. Praise God. We've obtained it. That's what Hebrews is talking about. You now have it. You're not just looking at the picture of the mudroom. You have the mudroom. And then the church for 2,000 years goes, no, only if you believe enough of you have the mudroom, then you have the mudroom. No, I'm in the mudroom. It's now mine. You guys get it? He goes, in Jesus Christ, now you have it. How many of you guys are in Jesus Christ? Yes, now you've obtained like Christ's faith. Well, I don't feel like it. That's the problem. It's not, it's not what it is. It's like, see, when you, when you honestly go, man, I'm, I'm Queen Esther in this deal. If I, re, if I need even half the kingdom, how many of you guys know that's a lot? If I require it, I just need to make a peep. And if I don't know how to pray, it's okay, because guess what? The Spirit himself will pray for me. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. What a, what a, what, so what do I do in this thing? Abide in me and you abide in you. You hang out and take a suntan, put your deal on, the Hawaiian Tropic 4, right? That's just what we do. We just go Hawaiian Tropic 4 smoothie. My kids even get it. Put it on Popovich's room. See, that's what you're supposed to do. They, you know what? They trust me. Does that make sense? They trust that their dad's going to provide for them. Guess what you're supposed to do? Put it on his room. Hallelujah, man. So we're going to Maui again. I'm just getting all excited about it. So, all right. So you've obtained like precious faith. There's nothing to build. You already obtain it. See, the problem with Christianity is religion's trying to get you to go produce it when he's going, no, I've given it to you for free. Faith is the title deed. It's not something you got to produce. It's a substance. It's now. It's this. No, it's the real thing. You're married to him. That's the title deed. I've poured out my spirit on all flesh. Now I'm in you and you're in me and we're in this deal together. I'm your husband. Woo! What a covenant, right? Great. And then verse two, grace and peace be multiplied. How many guys want grace and peace multiplied? And here's the solution. Pray in tongues more and get into the word. Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't say that. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Jesus, our Lord. What, what, what kind of knowledge are we supposed to have? That the mystery that has been hidden in the world is now revealed that I'm in you and you're in me, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're now one with me and married to the King of Kings. You guys get it? Stay there. It says, the more you know that you already own everything, even my faith, it came to you as a gift, Man, you can just, you can be supernaturally natural. You can expect the greatest things to happen in your business. You can expect the greatest restoration in your lives. You can expect fruit just to start. Today, Lord, I love it, Bree. We're just gonna hang out. You're gonna produce some fruit through the branch. I'm, I'm available, Lord. Do your thing. You guys get it? The more you stay there versus I need to set aside time. No, 
you, you, you own time with them. I just hang out. Literally, I don't do a lot of the weird stuff that a lot of guys do. <laughs> I just, thank you, Lord, it's another great day. I'm going to have my energy drink, sit on the deck, and have some breakfast. If you need to talk to me, I'm available. What if you don't hear him? No, he talks to me. He's like, I talked about that. We enter the kingdom like a kid. We all know, right? If we hear our kid cry, what happens? He jumps. It's so much easier than what you've been taught, guys. It's so, it's so, oh. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to all of us. I mean, guys, when you give in something, now you have it. He's given you his faith. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. You guys get it? Okay, get to your feet. Now, how do we make this practical? That message will produce. Like, I own everything. If I require anything, even up to half a kingdom, no, it's better than that in the new covenant. It's a much more covenant in the new covenant. If the old covenant was good where you could have half, this new one's much more. You're not like Esther that can only have half. You can have all of it. That's what joint heir means. Brad, you're a business owner. If I'm a joint heir of your business, how much do I own? Own it. Right? How much of his faith do I own? All of it. His faithfulness put me into this deal. And now I just got to go, thank you, Father. I can now call you Dad. And you're going to treat me like a son that's never sinned. Isn't that awesome? So I just wrote some things. It's not our faith. It's the faithfulness of the last Adam, Christ Jesus, that we received all things. Grace and peace be multiplied you through this knowledge that I'm just telling you, that you already own his faith. It's nothing to produce. You can't do it. You're going to get angry. And you're going to be taking authority for the rest of your life and no fruit. I don't need to take it. I have it. And it'll produce more fruit when I just walk in that truth. And I have this authority. It's not anything I've got to produce. I have it. Well, I don't feel like it. Wait a minute. Remove your mind to the fact that I already have it. When I pray for the sick, guess what? I'm just the branch. I can't produce the Holy Spirit. By faith, it's just coming out of me. Supercharged. Does that make sense? That's it. You will get results when you start doing it. It's wild. You know what, Lord? I feel totally inadequate in this business deal right now, or whatever it is, or whatever situation you're going on. I don't even know what to pray. Oh, yeah, cool. That when I, when I go down to sleep, the Spirit prays 24-7. He's got the, he's got the 24-7 deal. I don't need Mike Popovich to take the 2 a.m. shift. He does it. Right? I'm just like, stop and enjoy him. Follow me? It's just weird. If I told, if I told my kids again, listen, really want something to me if you want to change if you want to change Colorado Springs change the spiritual climate you guys have been in there okay James around you got the 2 a.m. shift <laughs> wait a minute right come on no he took the 2 a.m. shift he prays 24 7 we enter into him he's the dude who prays 24 7 he's my intercessor that's what it's all about he goes he's the mediator he's the intercessor he doesn't sleep man he pray when you don't know how to pray Fall back in him and go, Lord, I don't even know how to do this faith thing, but I know I have all of yours, so help and expect help. That's how fruit just happens. Does that make sense to you guys? All right, so we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Man, you've owned the whole thing, even his faith. His life, his anointing, his joy, his provision, his power, everything naturally flows through. Everything supernatural, every spiritual blessing flows through us naturally. You guys get it? Heaven and earth have been reconciled again in, human, in a human being, you and I, 
through the work of Jesus Christ. There's a new heaven and a new earth. You are the temple of God. You pray, things happen, guys. Not be prayers for us. It's not for, see, nothing happens unless we pray. No, he died on the cross, thankfully, before I had a 24-7 prayer room. You guys get it? He moves and moves and moves and moves. You know what? We just stir up stuff. And so, I don't understand how it all works, but I know out of my heart, when I actually expect this stuff, it actually works. When I try to get it, when I'm trying to do it, strive for it, pray for it. <laughs> I get tired. I go, sweet, let's go on a date. This, this faith thing is not working for me. Right? Let's go to the stoop or whatever that little German place is. I love that place. Let's go get a hot dog and a beer. It's wonderful. <laughs> right? I don't even want to get into that. You guys, anyway. See, I grew up in, in Dutch Reform, very Calvinist. You guys know part of Calvin's annual salary was, I forget, like 200 gallons of wine. These great theologians. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. How come you told me that? Don't let that touch your lips. Just like John the Baptist. He goes, yeah, John the Baptist said, in the New Covenant, all of you are better than that. He came eating crickets. Jesus came eating and drinking, enjoying the party that he was. Does that, does that make sense? And you know what? When you just enjoy life like that, you won't be a mess up. You won't go, in, you won't go indulge and do something stupid. It's the guilt that is causing these people. No, he gives you these things to enjoy. Does that make sense? And then you won't get stupid about it. Like, wow, Lord, you gave us these things on earth that we can enjoy. Thank you, Father. Amen? You guys get this? All right. So prayer is really for us is what it is. It's really for us to go, Lord, oh, yeah. You're my caretaker. You're my intercessor. You're my provider. I, you know what? I'm going to be anxious about nothing here. I'm going to cast it to you because I know you pray for me and you take all my nonsense and you pray 24-7. I participate in your faith. When I didn't deserve anything, you gave it to me. How much more can I trust my dad now that I'm back in the family? Does that make sense? Prayer's for you. He moves nonstop 24-7 without you praying because he's praying. Does this help anybody? I know it takes all the religious requirements and now you can't brag anymore about how much he prayed in tongues. I hate that anyway. You know how long I prayed in tongues? Yeah, I did it five hours, man. I was kicking your rear end today. Jeez. You guys know who I'm talking about, right? This man of God, elder in the church. I pray for an hour a day, so I just got tired of it. Dude, I prayed for five hours in the spirit today. Oh. <laughs> You know what the truth was? I didn't. I just wanted to get him off my back. So sorry, sorry, Lord, that was called a white lie, right? Just to, it's, so, as if I've never sinned. Anyway, right? You, you moved it from the east and from the west. Forgive me. Right? Whatever, I cover in all the bases. But I was part, I went to catechism when I was 18. My mother was Dutch. But it's a total mess. Called a typical American religious family. So the good news is it's for you. You own up to half the kingdom in the old covenant. It's much more in the new covenant. How much you own in the new covenant? The whole stinking thing. Amen? So, I don't care what you have. I went long. I, I, I'm just bad. You guys okay? It is fun to me, and I know it's not that fun to you to hear and listen to me, but I just enjoy it. So, if you need anything, he goes, listen, Queen Esther, you need anything, just know I, I freely give it to you. Trust in my faithfulness. I'm the faithful one that is talking about. Jesus never denied anything to anybody based on a level of faith, ever. He denied them if they were trying to do it on their own effort then there's always something you must do. But if you just come to him humbly and go, Lord, I can't do this. I cast my care to you because you're my caretaker. He goes, it'll work every time because I care for you and I will. Even if you are not faithful, I cannot deny myself because I am the one that had perfect faith. 
I will still move on your behalf. And that's so freeing and liberating to the world if they get it. This whole thing that you need to have enough of it is just a disaster to me. Because I never, I stopped enjoying it. And the whole thing's supposed to be joy, righteousness, peace, and joy, and a party in the Holy Spirit. Man, it's supposed to be fun. And yet now I've got, I've got to produce enough of this thing. I'm just worn out, sweetie. Let's stop going to church. That's, 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 the, that's where we're at in North America. Does that make sense? Really the world. Because the, the, everything other than the gospel is being preached, in my opinion. I like, just share the good news of Jesus Christ. That in him, now the, that everything, I'm participating in him. The God in me, the hope of glory, I'm one again. Get up and start hanging out. Set aside time. No, all my time's with him. In fact, I think it hurts you. If you just sit there and go, Lord, you know what? You, 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 I'm with you the whole day. I know you're going to talk to me today, and I'm just going to hang out and enjoy it. And if I miss it, I didn't hear you. I'm not going to go get self-inspected. Go, Where'd you miss it? Probably every day. You go, you even make my mistakes to prosper is what you say. Hallelujah, man. Now, now I'm free, and you know what? I hear them a lot better. Does that help you guys? So, Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify Jesus. Let grace and peace be multiplied in all these people's lives through the intimate knowledge of what Jesus and the Father have already done, that because of their perfect covenant, his perfect faithfulness, I now participate. Even his faith is now mine. I just say thank you for that, Father. So whatever they need, if they need healing, just receive it supernaturally. Fathers, I, I pray it's just, it's his spirit that's coming out of him as the vine, this perfect, full anointing of God that now I participate in, that I own, he's in me. I just release that on people. And just, Father, if they need supernatural healing, they're healed. They don't need to stop trying to have faith. They don't need to stop believing, receiving, all this nonsense, these spiritual hoops. They have it. They own it. They obtained like precious faith through Jesus Christ. So, Father, thank you for supernatural things in their business. Thank you for wild, intimate marriages that they just, they love each other, not this legalistic nonsense. Restore everything. Restore every relationship, Father. We just thank you for that, that we can expect the very best. We stand in his favor today. That's our reality in Jesus Christ. We say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.